Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 982, December 16th, 2022. We hit 58 degrees on this day huh. in 1939. And it was 22 below in 1876. From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You know, I was just thinking, I'll have to look it up. I, I've given you the last 60, and I gave you the last 70. I bet we hit 50 in all 12 months of the year. Oh, good point. Sure. I bet we hit a 50 really? in all 12 months of the year. What well, certainly through December you do. I know we have one in January. Well, then we get it all 12 months of the year. We get 50. Isn't it, that a fine way to look at and it? And I remember that because it was the first January that I lived in the Twin Cities. The Christmas, uh, the Christmas salutations are arriving Absolutely. at the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. we got another one, too, in there. Billy Stein writes, with Christmas season fast approaching, the Women's Council of Our Lady of Lard Lake Church is busily preparing for their annual Christmas bazaar. You'll note, uh, you'll note that most other churches have Christmas bazaars, but this being Lard Lake... Considering the antics of the participants and the quality of the bake sale goods, crafts, and entertainment, it's bizarre. Big Ernie and his lovely wife Paula will portray Mr. and Mrs. Santa. Father Sven will be St. Nick. The kids of the Wednesday night catechism class will perform their annual Christmas pageant. Jennifer Takachi will be Mary. Hunter Winchester will be St. Joseph. And the Batchettler twins, Smith and Wesson, will be the shepherds. My pup Tilly and our three-legged cat Scruffy will portray the animals. Molly Eagle Feather will be the angel. And once again, the baby Jesus will be prepared, be portrayed by a 60-watt soft white light bulb. All of your friends at Lard Lake wish you a happy Thanksgiving, a blessed Christmas, and a much improved New Year. Hmm. Bill Stein. Julia. Lovely Julia. Okay. Uh, sent the beautiful card with the picture of the kids. See? Yep. See the kids? Yeah. And she notes, as a former frequent emailer, I have become too busy to write, but I never miss a podcast. I will, however, attempt to humbly introduce our Garage Logic family. Left top corner, Benjamin reminds us of Chris, since he is our athlete. Although he's bright, there are definitely days when we put coins in the scan bucket for this one. <laughs> Standing behind Benjamin is Emily. At 24, she is socially surrounded by liberal Lakers, but she is never afraid to push back. Right top corner, Joshua is most like the mayor. Let me, let me look at him. Oh, Good-looking kid. He is persnickety and follows a strict routine of 15-minute daily walks along with cookies before bedtime. Nice. Left bottom, bottom corner. Yep. That uh, is Ryan. He's immensely more conservative than your guitar-playing newsman. However, because he is the middle child, he is usually displaced. When Ryan rambles on about current events, he reminds us of Mr. Height as they both experience peers who completely ignore them. Hmm. Right bottom corner, Michael. Let me see Michael. Yep. Uh, what is he now? Uh, he's a twin, but nothing like Joshua. 
He's Rookie, our lovable, easygoing child. When serious supper discussions begin, Michael continues to shovel food into his mouth, shrugs his shoulders, yep. and remarks, Fair enough, everyone. Pass the taters. Hashtag goals. Standing next to Michael is Mary, the youngest. Our sweet but moody adolescent can be discovered complaining at the Krabby Coffee Shop most days. For now, we have decided to keep her. And and, uh, Julia goes on to say that uh, God bless from the rural side of Minnesota. And we got the annual... Milfoil Christmas trees from the Lake love Detective. That. Yeah. I love when he takes pictures. He under decorates there. the uh, Christmas trees with milfoil. I have some additional notes one on the word. Brooklyn Center. Huh? That's what? one word. One word. Yep. What? Milfoil. milfoil. Yeah. I have some uh, yep. uh, additional information on the uh, Brooklyn Center mural. Okay. Well, where in the hell did I? I still it? have yet to receive any. Return contact, by the way. I wouldn't hold your breath, Rook. No. Remember, I read the Merle, Mer, I read the email yesterday about the uh, fellow who has conducted live shooting drills in Brooklyn Center and didn't want his name used. Mm-hmm. He follows up and says, thanks for reading my message on the air. By the way, I finally saw a photo of the mural and could not pass up sharing a sad yet comical example of the failed academy. On the mural, it says, blue lives don't exist. And they spell exist, E-X-S-I-S-T. Oh, no. So in the failed academy, not only do you have the profane and vile uh, mural, but you can't even spell. Fail. And, that, and you can't call that a typo. A typo of a hand-painted mural that doesn't exist. Is that just how they that's, felt they should spell it? That's just somebody being stupid. Yeah. Way to go, dummies. Well, I mentioned yesterday, and I don't think it was a joke, when the guy had posted, they really close school today, and he spelt it out, close. Yeah. yeah. As in things you wear. And uh, I know this fellow, but he wants his name withheld. I wanted to comment on your pod. You all know him. I wanted to comment on your podcast when you were discussing the mural at Brooklyn Center High School that is supporting hate speech. I'm using a fake name in this email out of fear of retaliate, retaliation or termination for my job. I work in education in a neighboring district not far from Brooklyn Center. When these kinds of things happen or the equity training that we as employees are forced to participate in, it is all we seem to be taught that as white people, we are wrong. No matter what we do, it's wrong. When Kenny asked, why isn't anyone pushing back or stopping this? I can tell you it is out of fear. Fear of losing your job, fear of being labeled as a racist, fear of harm or persecution. We are basically forced to sit by and say nothing. As a conservative-minded person in education, you need to keep your mouth shut or you will be labeled. You will be treated differently by your peers and coworkers. I've seen it happen firsthand. When those of us who are like-minded want to push back against this atrocity in the failed academy, we are silenced from doing so out of fear. But we know who we are, and we give each other a look or a nod and talk quietly among ourselves and make sure nobody is listening from around the corner who will jump out as label us as racist. Trump-loving conservatives, just because we are opposed to how the failed academy is supporting the terrible disservices to our students. But like a lot of us, we love what we do in this field and value our jobs as educators and support personnel, which is why we stay quiet and keep trying to push back in our own way. We still care about the students, encourage and support their development as young scholars, but not in ways that we know will hurt them more than it will help them. 
It is the sad reality we face, but we deal with it because our career field is filled with 90% of the left and Mysterians and rising daily. I could tell you stories about how the unions encourage this behavior. I have actually walked out of meetings where they were spewing their propaganda before the election. But there are GLers in education. We know where we are. We will say good luck and know exactly what that means. Trying to push one day at a trying to push back one day at a time from this sadly failed academy. And uh, mm. how isn't that grim? Sad is grim. That? It's grim. That's what grim is. And yet, it's also not shocking. I mean, it it's seeping into every aspect of our lives. But I'm telling you, the failed academy is at the root of this. Oh, absolutely. You all know that fellow. And so I trust you. In, uh, there's not a doubt in my mind that he was telling us the, the absolute truth. Well, it goes back to, Joe, when we were mentioned, uh, talking about this before the show, when Liz Collin joined us and what she told us about the way that the media is. It, it, all of this is happening all around us. I really want to wean myself off local news on television. I was telling Reavers before this show that I'm noticing a... Uh, uh, what's the word I want? An ox trend? No, a trend, I guess. The worse the world gets, the lighter the newscasts are becoming. <laughs> yeah. The worse the news. Yeah. Is that an axiom? Say that again. That's an axiom. <clears throat> the worse the world gets around us, the failed academy, the $18 billion surplus, what have you, crisis at the border. The worse the world gets, the worse this country gets. The lighter the newscast. And, you know, now that you mentioned that, wow. one thing I'm noticing, too, is uh, we'll talk about the devastation in Ukraine. Yep. And then the awkward transition into how to keep your pets safe during the holidays. Exactly. They the, treated what? the $18 billion surplus story with all of the gravity they would give a large record pumpkin grown in Anoka. Yeah. There was just no difference. Is it condescension or do, is it just... Uh, is it the producers aren't that smart? Well, their objective that, is to keep as many eyeballs. Well, they're becoming like the failed academy. It's the marketing. You have to, yeah, you have to toe the mark here because we believe this is how we're going to accomplish ratings. And so we heard a bit of this from Liz Collins. And you Colin. Can, Colin. You can see it when you watch a Channel 4 newscast. There is obviously a quota of different uh, backgrounds, it must be seen on the news, whether it's newsworthy or not. And anyway, I, I, I haven't really thought about it and won't think about it a great deal, but the worse the world gets, the more meaningless the local You're news. Right. There's a big debate going on a week or so ago on social about the lack of coverage of the luggage stealer and oh, why yeah. that Isn't why that, that didn't get a lot of major and, and I under, from what I understand I don't know personally but from what I understand a couple of stations mentioned it well and, look at the coverage that look at the lack of coverage the food fraud scandal gets right if I ran a newspaper or a television station I'd be on that every day but they're Somalis so I suppose we keep hands off right the president well, was in Somali town. state but yeah. we've got guys like Jay Coles going no I understand after people, I understand but, they bury his stuff in the middle of the newscast, you know. Leiden does a good job, too. Leiden's another good guy. Yeah. You know? Well, there are going to be exceptions. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, in the case of Jay, he'll cover something, and then 
somebody he covers will say something outrageous and then Jay will get blamed for saying it when Jay never once uttered the words, but yet he's the one that got hammered for But the same fools who reacted only tardily to the food fraud scam are the same people who have an $18 billion surplus. And they don't have it, but they get away with calling it a government surplus or a budget surplus. It is neither. It is an abundance of misappropriated taxpayer money. It's not their money. And if Walls has the balls to try and seem grandiose by sending you a Walls check, he ought to be vilified. Well, That's not his money. He he is being vilified, but he, what does he care? Where were we? Oh, media. Failed Academy. Oh, don't get me going. Do we need more Howard Beals? Is that what we need? I guess. You know who that is? Let me turn to the Trump phenomenon. That isn't getting a lot of coverage. Are you kidding me? Well, I didn't see it. In, uh, did I miss it in the local newspapers? Oh, maybe it wasn't covered. In the I didn't news. see anything. Huh. It, it it was getting a lot of attention. Well, I, I had nine and five on this morning. I didn't see any video. Nothing. Oh, wow, okay. And Reavers. Yes, sir. You were right again. Thank you. I said I anticipated that no one would buy this phony BS. But it sold out. Do the math. That's damn near five million he made yesterday. Four and a half, Joe. Hello everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington. Yeah. With an important announcement to make. That's enough. I'm doing my first That's enough. Dear Mayor, I found your lead. Boy, and people are nailing me for this. Why? Well, you'll find out. Dear Mayor, I found your lead story yesterday about Donald Trump's latest endeavor to get people to buy a fake card for 99 bucks and maybe have an opportunity to play golf with him. Pretty humorous, but at the same time, rather ingenious. Who wouldn't want to be with the greatest president of all time on the first tee box of one of his many golf courses? It reminded me of a similar sales pitch by a fake mayor of a fake town somewhere in a fake county to be part of a fake town council for a mere 100 bucks annually. Ingenious. (laughs) I personally never bought into either sales pitch, but have to give you, I have to give credit to both of you capitalists for your pursuit of the American dream. God bless America and the freedom to make money any way you can uh, within the boundaries of legalism. Enjoy the show and get a good laugh at least once per show, Doug the Barber. P.S. If this gets read at all, I will be surprised. But if it perchance is, I will have my laugh for the day. All right, Doug, I just gave you your laugh for the day. I don't know that the two are comparable. I mean, we're actually offering something. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) As weak as it may be. And Stein again writes, I was listening to Thursday's podcast, and I have to say Trump was pulling a bit. Far from being a pathetic, penniless creature, he is the P.T. Barnum of our age. I would go so far as to say that I believe he listens to your podcast and your membership drive for the town council inspired him to make his pitch. He even beat you by a buck, 99 versus $100. We all profited when he was president. Like you always say, we will wish for the preceding politician over the next jackass we get. I would not vote for him again in the primaries with so many other good candidates available. However, if any of my relatives are listening, I would be happy to receive a membership to the town count, count council for Christmas. Bill Stein. <laughs> Billy, Billy just, just 
doesn't want to let go of that 10 bucks. Dan writes, had my best laugh today in a long while. You'll have to keep us up to date on who gets the most Trump cards. You know they're coming. They're gone. They're sold out. 45000 at 99 bucks a pop. Who? They're sold out. Who? Um, who would buy that? They're also going on the secondary market. Yes, now, the, now they'll become even more valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until it implodes, right? Until oh, there's I a point know. of implosion. Well, like FFP I, I don't know. No, I don't what, know. What will happen most likely is they'll wait another whatever month and then release another 45000 And laughing all the way to the bank, bruh. I guess. I, I just, I've been wrong many times. And I was wrong yesterday. I didn't think these things would sell. I thought people would see right through it, but... Nope. I think your one o'clock guest might have a few thoughts on that. <laughs> wow. Kenny and I were talking about sleighs pulled by snowmobiles and go-karts, and uh, it really reminds me I certainly need to make time to get up to EcoFun Motorsports before Christmas because uh, I got a lot of urchins who are looking for stuff. And at EcoFun Motorsports, all electric bikes are 200 bucks off. All the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures are 100 to $500 off. And this is for the winter sale, plus free heated storage if needed. These are the lowest prices since before COVID. Over 100 youth ATVs. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to get the kind with the remote so, yep. I could, so I, the kid doesn't crash into a tree. Uh, electric fuel-injected golf carts and full-size ATVs with winches and plows and neat stuff for playing garage logic and space management. Hell yeah. Zero percent financing for one year on all products in stock. Helmet, apparel, and great service. Visit the two stores in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just immediately west of 35E, and on the north side. That's on the north side. And Burnsville on the south side on, okay. the, on the service road of life near County Road 42. EcoFunMotorsports.com. He's ready. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Got an email from Jeff that said, Reavers, my wife and I want to thank you for the recommendation, and we made our call to Hofferman Water, and we love our new drinking water system. Well, thank you, Jeff, because Hofferman is the best. They got the uh, the Connecticut water drinking system that I had installed in my house oh, a couple months ago now, and it's fantastic, and it does make an amazing difference in the quality of my water, and I know it will for you, but if you are in the market for maybe a different water treatment system, I don't know, odor filtration, water softener, whatever, get in touch with Hofferman Water. It's going to cut down on your salt usage. It's also going to protect your appliances. You get that new system, boom, your showers are so much better, Joe. Your laundry is better, and so is your drinking water. So make the call today, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or visit their website, HoffermanWater.com, and you can see everything that they have to offer and all the different systems that they have available. Uh, I've been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years, and I'm very happy, and you will be too. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Before I get to this, I, I, I don't know why this hopped into my mind. You had audio yesterday from Biden 
in what, the year 2006? Oh, yes, that was a couple days ago, yes. 2006, when he was still just a senator. Uh, a very mediocre one at that. And you were, you were what, comparing it to, to something recent? Basically, he... It, do you, it, do, don't, don't tell me. Do you have the audio or don't you? Then I'll move on. I don't care if you have I, it I can not. find it. I don't have it at the ready at the moment. All right. Is it worth finding? Possibly, yeah. Does it regard gay marriage? Yes. Uh, which I have no problem with, by the way, just for all you euphorians who are wondering. But Biden has a problem with it. Really? Did. Well, he did. In 2006. But oh, until but, he was told but it, otherwise. But, right. the, but the audio is worth playing to show you that these people have no standards. This says he was joining Meet the Press. Why can't I think of the guy that used to host Meet the Press? What Tim Russert? Yes, thank you. It was Tim Russert uh, in an interview back in 2006. The president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Well, there you, never mind then. There you are. Wow. Then he just spent the last week having celebratory law signings. Because uh, what? It's been now become a constitutional amendment. But how yeah, can people, so. if you see this clip, how can people, he's been in office since what, 1830? Why are we shocked and surprised by this? This is all about staying firmly ensconced right. on the third rail. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. They right. just do anything and say yeah. anything. Whatever the guy's a career mediocre hack. Yeah, yeah whatever it takes. On page two of today's Star Tribune, which Kenny has christened the propaganda page, <laughs> we get to the bottom story, and the headline is, Wildflower Now Endangered, So Electric Car Plans Are Too. And it's a story dateline out of Reno, Nevada, and you only have to read the per first paragraph to realize we're just so impossibly in the grip of adult children. And it's part of the reason the country's going to... Down the tubes. A Nevada wildflower was declared endangered at the only place it's known to exist, on a high desert ridge where a lithium mine is planned. To help meet growing demands for electric car batteries, U.S. wildlife officials announced Wednesday. I don't want to read the rest of it. You don't have to. I don't want There's your windmill yeah. right there. Yeah. How you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, Bozeman's tallest building. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, like Twenty-three floors, isn't it? Mature? No. Uh, the Armory Hotel, seven yeah. stories. Seven. Mm -hmm. Oh, big difference. And that's Matura, who notes his pronouns are mountain 
and mountainous. <laughs> he also sent pictures of some space management, which was done very neatly and professionally in his neighborhood. I have, I'm ashamed to say I have yet to uh, perform my space management. What? Yeah, wow. I will today. I will today. Wow. I know. I'm very You behind. should go to the box and feel shame. I know, and get freed. Wow. Yeah, so, I haven't done it. Well, you're going to have to break out the chipper. I know. I came home from work last night uh, from the airport, and I parked in my driveway, which is on a, a little hill. And I parked her up there Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. had to take the trash out Uh-oh. and wanted to make sure it was away from the plow that was going to come by. Yeah. Came out this morning. She had slid about four feet all the way down <laughs> into slid? yeah into a portion of the street. So much so that the plow guy had to. I screwed myself over because he had to go around me there. Wow! But it it wasn't sliding when I got out, and I gave it the just in case it was so slippery. You gave it the back and forth in your chair. Forth in the chair. Good good story. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Listen to this one. Good day, Mayor. I'm as I'm out and about driving around. I. I'm a service tech going to people's houses to fix fireplaces. I stumbled across a scene today in Woodbury I thought you'd enjoy. A young family all outside just getting ready to plow their snow a little before 12. This uh, email was dated yesterday. When I got there, the homeowner was very excited to showcase his brand new snowblower and to show how virtuous he is, I'm sure. He made a point of telling me it was electric. And it was all charged up and ready to go, and he's been waiting all morning to use it. Well, I was in the house for about 25 minutes fixing what I needed to fix, and when I left, I noticed he was back in the garage with the snowblower. Hmm. I asked him how it was going and proceeded to notice the one sad-looking path out of the garage down to the sidewalk, about a quarter of the sidewalk done. He looked at me chagrined and told me, it ran out of power, the snow is too heavy, and I don't own a shovel. (laughs) And asked if I had one in the van. I told him I did, but I needed to get going, but I'm sure the hardware store should still be stocked up. He looked at me with a blank look, as I'm sure he was trying to process what a hard sto- hardware this, store this was. This can't be true. It's Honest too to good. God, help me. It's too good. I wished him good luck and headed down the road thinking to myself, that's why I have a gas snowblower and one that will easy cut through this muck today. Oh, well, life's lessons are hard sometimes. Yeah, and hopefully this young man learns from this one. Good luck, oh, Kyle. That is Isn't too that good. <laughs> and this one notes, uh, Joe, I thought I should share this little bit of Americana with you and the fellas after gassing up the blower this morning. This, too, was dated yesterday. For the inevitable driveway walk after I got home from work, I looked out the garage door over the virgin driveway I was about to ruin with my car. I noticed the floodlight I have focused on my American flag was still on. The snow encased the trees and everything around it, and there it was, old glory, hanging still and steadfast with the coating of snow, and I knew I had to capture the pick. At that moment, I realized I'm glad to live in outstate Minnesota the Bell Plain area, and for some reason I had a feeling today was going to be all right. Take care, Merry Christmas, always pushing back, and a listener since Rookie's kid drank the tiki oil, Trevor, and he linked me to a picture of old flag there with the stone. Ah. Yeah, Gabe's still standing. And Tim writes, <laughs> I contact the show many times. I'm the Tim who has colon cancer that we can't figure out why I'm not getting better. Mm-hmm. 
I just like to say this. I have a lot of time to listen to you guys when I take my walks. Well, thank God he's walking. Yep. I know this was the lockdown and my walks without garage. I know this was the lockdown and my walks without garage logic. I don't know where I'd be. Uh, your show brings so much joy to me, especially when it goes off rail and you start joking around. I laugh so hard when that happens. I need some laughter in my life. Thank you for making my life better as I go through this difficult time. I'm a loyal 21st-er, and at least spring will be here soon. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank good you. Good luck, Tim. Copy that. Well, I think the walking is a good sign there. I think, uh, I think that'll help him. When is spring? That's next week. Oh, 21sters are basking in glory. We're, we have a week to go, and the days are getting longer. Mm. It's over for us. For you normal people, it's just beginning. Right, right. Well, the days are getting longer. That's the only... Not yet. No, at the, at the 21st, right. so that's the only thing I, I am happy uh, that's to the only thing? That's the only thing, Matthew? No, one of the only. Well, there's a couple more. Well, there's a. isn't there a pretty big celebratory a couple days after that? Isn't it... Very festive. Well, once the twenty first is the the days start to get longer. An important day hits when um, when the birthday. This boy is that nails time 54. of year, time it's of year, season. Matthew, where I always it's just so tough for me. I can't figure out what to get you for your birthday, and every year it's the same. I settle on the same thing. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, nothing works. There's a lot of things I could. I mean, you nothing guys, works very well. When's your birthday? The twenty sixth. 23rd. 23rd. You liar. You knew that already. No, I did yeah, not. Yeah, you no, did. I knew Christmas it was around the area. Judith ever got. I know uh, <laughs> that Bert has come across some new Christmassy words. Okay. Right? Schnapsody. Schnapsody. It means booze idea in German, but can refer to any ridiculous idea, booze induced or not. Trump's NFT cards are a schnapsody. That fits. Yeah. Schnapsity. Except Trump's having the last laugh. Right. Yule hole. Yule hole. Like you No, Yule hole. Yule hole. Whoa. Be careful here. Yeah, the, we've already had to make one out of today. Right. The last hole on your belt that allows you to finish the holiday feast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Yule hole. Okay. I was thinking of something completely different. Do you have a specific memory no, I do of my uh, my uncle Beanie, full, full on Polish guy, would would finish. I'm see, I'm having a cartoon bubble of him. He, he, a typical old Polish guy, big fur round hat. face, yes. fur hat, big round big face, fur, yes. round fur hat, button up shirt, not a sweater, a button shirt, right, and uh, some color in his cheeks. Worked for the post office. Yeah, and uh, thinning hair. Yes, yes. Okay. Albin had thinning hair. Yes, and a big round head, big face. Yeah, yeah. And he had uh, he had a stocking cap that probably was off while he was indoors. Uh, yes, right. but he did wear it when he drove his Pontiac. All right. And he had driving gloves. Bonneville. We had driving gloves. And when he turned, he turned the wheel. He didn't go like this. He went like this. Yeah. To turn the wheel. He was like a great he's guy. milking a cow. He was a he was a wonderful guy. <laughs> Uncle Bernie. A beanie. Beanie. He, he was Al Bin. Albin. He had a brother named Alvin. Yeah. But he was Al Bin. Anyway, any beanie party that beanie. he came to after it was he would unbuckle 
He had to go for the Yule hole. He had to unbuckle his, and like unsnap his zipper, not zipper all the way, but it was just, he needed more room. He needed room. He needed room. I have yeah. a distinct memory of that. Boy, yeah. I bet that was always fun to explain if you brought a date to Christmas. You know, what's, what's yeah, going on he, over uh, here? Yeah, he uh, tended to screw things up. I mean, mix things up in his head. Yule's hard. Yule's hard. Yule's Again. hard. Oh, hard. I suppose, it could, I, I suppose it could be Yule Shard. What's going on? Why is Yule's hard? <laughs> that is yeah. one. We all know what that is. Yeah. Well, that's one Once who does. Well, no, no. George Brett's good for that a couple times yeah. a year. <laughs> so am I. Uh, <laughs> one who does all. Holiday prep and shopping at the last possible minute. Ooh, that's, ah, me. that's me. Oh. Yeah. And Bert knows he is one of these, and it has served him well. My so pick. you got Schnapsody, Yule Hole, and it's either Yule's Hard or Yule Shard. I'm going with Shard. I All stopped right. into the Knack Hardware store this morning to uh, do some Christmas All shopping. All the gifts are on display in there, aren't they? For uh, the roommate and... Uh, they were out of fly swatters, so I don't oh. know what I'm going to get her. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a I romantic. A new fly swatter. There's some plants. I don't know. See, Kristen writes, I ran across a disheartening item while shopping online. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> for light bulbs. It was hard to find what I wanted. Our benevolent overlords at the Department of Energy issued a new ruling in May that all light bulbs must produce 45 lumens per watt, which will, uh, by de facto, eliminate incandescent and halogen bulbs. This is supposed to go into effect in July. I don't know what is more disheartening, that we have to fight this battle again, or that they have us so distracted with so much other nonsense that this ruling flew completely under the radar. As my civic duty, I thought I would bring it to the attention of the mayor, as I know it is a matter close to his heart. I'm off to purchase every light bulb I can to pass down to the next generation. Kristen, CI of 16, not bad for a girl, she notes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't just hear because about... you're a girl doesn't mean you get to have a light CI. You can have a heavier CI, right. Kristen. Yeah. I didn't know anything about this light bulb deal. Well, as she said, this one really flew under the radar, didn't it? Yeah, no but kidding. that's going to save the earth. Isn't that the name of the Seahawks stadium? Light bulbs? Lumen, I think. Oh. They just swap. And we, it came up because. You know, one of, the, one of the best sports stories of the year is shaping up to be this uh, quarterback for the 49ers. Oh, I'll say. Mr. Irrelevant. Last Mr. Guy. Irrelevant. Luke Dobb, or what's his name? Brock, Do- Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. That's what Kenny <laughs> calls me player, after he's had a couple of whiskeys. Last yeah. player selected <laughs> in the 2022 draft. Quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant. Garofalo gets hurt. This guy comes in last week. They win. Last night he was damn near flawless. They won again. They beat Seattle. It's a hell of a story. It really is. Yep. It's a great story. Iowa State. Iowa State. Yep. Brock Purdy, P-U-R-D-Y. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yes, sir. You can talk to Patrick. He's going to join you in studio, I believe. Yes. He's here today? He just texted me and said he's in the house. A ruling required. All right. Let's have it. Joe, I need a ruling on the following. I was in the Cub Foods parking lot today. This was written yesterday. And a lady walked up to me and asked for money to feed her family. 
I told her I had just come out of the grocery store where they had help wanted signs up. I told her to just walk in and ask for the manager. Fill out the employment application and you'll probably be hired. She walked away and mumbled something to me. Am I a curmudgeon this holiday season by not giving her money? Always pushing back Tom. I have a two-part answer to that, but I'm interested in you fellows. Hmm. Where where was the location? You just said Cub Foods. They're all over, aren't they? Well, I know, but... That, he doesn't say where it was. But it kind of matters, I guess. Uh, he should have just not said anything. I couldn't disagree more. Uh, Rook? Okay, so he goes into Cub. You don't have to analyze it. Should he have given her some money or not? Um. Yes. Right. Uh, the same thing happened to me. I was walking out of Walmart the other day. Yeah. And a guy said to me, "Hey, Making excuse a Bob me, sir. Run, Maria? Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Uh, do you can you have any cash? And I I really did not have any cash on me. And I felt really bad, like I was lying to the guy. But I I did not have a dollar bill on me. And I would have maybe given him. What's five bucks to me? That guy needs it. He said politely, "Excuse me, sir. If I would have had it, I would have given it to him." Am I an idiot? Yes. No. Kenny? Uh, I spent my last $5 on this shotgun. <laughs> no, of course I'm not giving him any money. I'm with Kenny. You know me better than that. I see this. I don't, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, take a pass on answering whether he should have given her any money or not. Well, I'm not telling him what to do. You uh, do whatever you want. If he gave her money, great. If he didn't, he yeah. he he did something else that I think was just as important as giving her money. That was an example of a little pushing back, and it sounds like he was polite about it. He was pushing back and essentially saying, lady, there's jobs going begging here. What what are you doing? But what we don't know is her circumstances. Right. We don't know if she's capable of working. We don't know if she has kids at home, that she can't be away from them, whatever. But I, I like the fact that he, he, he at least pointed that out. But again... You also aren't factoring in the fact that you're putting yourself in a situation that could lead to a confrontation. That's what I was getting after. Yeah, you got any money on the guy? Actually, said to you, Matthew, you got any cash? Oh, on you? no, no, he didn't. He just said, "Do oh. you uh, can you spare whatever?" Oh, guys, okay. When right. I would go to work at the nightclub, this happened almost every weekend, and you just ignore and you just keep walking. Can I bring up something else, sort of related? There's a, a story going around. I think it's in the paper today. Of a young lady who saw a homeless guy walking around barefoot in the cold. Yeah, I saw this. She went out there and gave her, uh, gave him her very, very, very expensive tennis shoes. Reavers and I were discussing this before the show, and what I was wondering is, did she call attention to herself, or no. did someone pick no, no. this up? And she didn't want any attention. Good, her, good. Then God her, bless her. Her boss had this on security cam. He went and bought her a pair of Skechers. Um, that's a Kenny brand. They cost about 10 bucks. They're really cheap. <laughs> they last a month and a half. Uh, and then he's the one that alerted the media. And now the Vikings have come through. She's got tickets for the game Saturday. And right. I'm sure she'll end up with purple Michael Jordans, which right. she kindly enough gave to a fellow who was using cardboard boxes as shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and, hope and, we all would give our shoes to someone we see. And I'm serious, with cardboard boxes on their feet. And, and that's the kind of giving yeah. I did when I was in South Minneapolis. It was never at the corner or the end of the ramp or the intersection. It was always somebody minding their own business completely down and out. 
and they don't ask for anything, so I, you know, go throw a bunch of cash at them. I'm giving my shoes away to somebody I see in a cardboard box for yeah. shoes. Yep. Hell yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. I don't like these shoes anyway. It was almost <laughs> Christmas time. Christmas shoes. I saw him around the corner, and I went to say hello. I looked at his feet, and he had six toes. I looked at him with his red running nose. One of the. Uh... I took out my paper wallet and grabbed a couple of bills, and said, "Hey, my brother." Here, go have some thrills. He said, where will I go? I said, you go downtown. If your baby leaves you, then you will have a frown. Go into this liquor store and buy yourselves a drink. And then tell somebody else they're not a Christmas dink. It was almost Christmas time. And that's my story for you. Yeah. Who did that? this out? Man, I wish I could sing. I know I can't sing, but uh, I sure as hell can tell you about spiral light candles and why you should not be burning boring candles that just have one wick in the middle or maybe three wicks in the middle. Yeah, that's cool, but the concept of a circular motion burning candle is fantastic, and it's not boring. Available for great hostess gifts for all of your holidays, sizes, colors, and scents. Go to SpiralLightCandles.com. Stop burning those boring candles. This is a great Garage Logic story. It's a family. They started the business in their garage. It's been very successful, and now they advertise, and they are so um, famous and successful. How that they, famous and successful That are they, they have people writing jingles for them. Hit it. Spiral light candles. Boring candles are stuck in the past. But with you. Uh-huh. Your candles it? are such a blast. Spiral light candles. Visit spiralightcandles.com. Spiral oh, yeah. light candles. Come on, baby. A two-in-one candle that burns so clean. Oh, yeah. What is this, a 10-minute ad? Crossfading? Yeah, you're gonna have to give me just a second because I had. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Patrick James Stephen Ricey's sports segment on Garage. But Reavers wants to play this for Patrick. Yes, I do, and I'm gonna have it ready to go here in three, two, and one. Lift off. Your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. Pat, he sold them out. He's unbelievable. He sold them out. I'm going to buy a non-fungible if I could get the one of him and Putin riding the horse together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I would take that non-fungible. Uh, what, 99 bucks, right? Yep. Pat, they sold out. He made $4.5 yesterday. 
lot of people with fungus on the brain there. I guess. So what? Uh, what? What? They sent it to you digitally, right? I guess. What is it, Reavers? Is, is they send you? They send you this photo vid. Yes, and then basically what's there's only a certain number of them, so you got to correct, correct. And what's happening though is basically people are taking them, turning them right around, and selling them on the black market for sixteen times what they paid for it. (laughs) What boy are they? What 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 is going on with the the world in which we live, Joe? uh, It's over pretty much. Is the problem? (laughs) He was. Remember this now. He was the president of the United States. Try yep. to put, try to wrap your head around that, would you please? Mm-hmm. You know, son. He lost to Joe Biden. Try to remember that, too. He lost to Joe Biden, which wasn't easy. That's right. Pat? Okay. I got to tell you something. All right. Yep. Something else. Yep. Yeah, before I forget. Yep. You know, occasionally in our long-term relationship, there have been... Little things that annoy me that kind of I make a bigger deal out of than there than it really is. Are you talking the bride or me? No, you. Oh, you wow. and me. When we've been together once in a while, I'll go off on something. Mm-hmm. I got a new one that is really irritating me today. I was at the Falvey press conference for this <laughs> catcher Christian Vasquez today, but. What's bothering me is the the word that we all and it, it started with the twins around here, but they now all use it. They refer to themselves as the group, right. the, our group, you know, our our group, uh, meaning all of them working together. It's now a group that's big in sports now. We're describing it as our group, meaning pitchers, yep. uh, meaning everybody in the front office. I don't like it, Joe. I don't like group is a word in that situation. And right. it's going and it's growing. I heard Fleck use group the other day. Yeah. I don't like this. I, it bothers me. You don't like culture either. Dang it, I was going to play that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like culture either. I don't like culture. but That's not our culture. That's unacceptable 100%. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, the group is uh, the group is the one that's getting me now. And Falvey and those guys were using group like five years ago. Yeah, I don't Here's like group either. Here's the good either. news, though. Uh, as we, uh, I, you know, there was an, inf- after the press conference, there was an informal sit down with several people. And, and, uh, you know, I, I did point out that their, that their attempt to keep players healthy last year was a miserable failure, you know, like a complete failure. And, uh, that's exactly what I told them too. And uh, here, here's the good news. We're going to have to be a little more careful bringing guys back too soon from injuries, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really thought that You've already bad. done that. You yeah, haven't yeah. done that. Yeah, you, you haven't done that. I really thought that was that was the big problem last. But I, I left. I had a little headache, but I left. It was okay, I guess. But uh, it was... Wait a minute. Uh, we had a press conference to announce the signing of a backup catcher? Well, he was in town, and they wanted to. I think a lot of people have been asking to talk to Falvey too. So ah, that was okay. that was it. So they used this occasion. Christian isn't a real vocal guy. So he's not going to be a go-to guy for uh, for uh, quotes. Uh, Christian Vasquez, but uh, 
you know, 32-year-old backup catcher. It's interesting that the first player they signed was a uh, was a guy, a longtime backup catcher. Although Vasquez actually was a regular for a while, but uh, uh, Jason Castro, way back in November 30th, 2016, and six years later, we're doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. We want that guy that can frame those pitches. Now, forget those bases loaded double. We want to frame those pitches. Here's what I want out of sports. I What's realize that? two games might be too soon, but I want a gay-to-lease type profile of this San Francisco kid, Brock Purdy. I want to know mm-hmm. what life was like where he grew up. I want to know what his old man did for a living. I want to know why he was drafted last. I want to know why the 49ers saw Baker Mayfield sitting out there on waivers and didn't make a move. I want to know who it was that figured this kid could pull him through, and he's now won two straight. I actually uh, played in the third game, right? He didn't he play in a third game, too? And well, he started the last two. I don't think he started, started the first one. And, yeah. No, he didn't, but they're, uh, they want them all. He's an Iowa State uh, right. cyclone. And, uh, I want to know everything. I, yeah, well. Because this doesn't maybe. happen. This doesn't happen. That, that's true. You're that drafted last for a reason. Well, the kid from Michigan came in for the Patriots and won him a Super Bowl, but he was a second-year kid. Who? Brady. Brady, yeah, but he wasn't Brady. drafted he was a, last. He, he was a sixth rounder. Yes, yeah. he was. Well, this was uh, last. The three million players were taken. <laughs> That's a point. That is a good point. Yes, I can tell you without without any questions. I have no knowledge of this guy. I don't know where he's from. I don't know where he I is from Perry, Arizona. Gilbert, Arizona, excuse Ooh. me, Perry High School. You got guys on the San Francisco paper anymore? Uh, Ratto isn't there anymore. Ratto's gone. Ratto's still out in the market. Yeah, he's doing uh, smart-ass smart, uh, sports talk radio, I yeah. believe, or some, or some kind. And uh, I can check with him, see what he we see what he knows about him. Sure. He, okay, thank you. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was that question for? I think you you had we had him on the ride, basically to talk about he was covering the NBA Finals and he had asked uh, Greg Popovich a question and oh, yeah. Popovich went on a thirty second tirade demeaning him <laughs> and Rattle's response was okay thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He basically disavowed Ray. Here, right. I think okay, I thank you. I have it right. I have it right here. Was it immediately from the start that you saw this, or did it take a couple of oh, minutes for you? Oh, quit hairs. Jeez, was it from the start? Okay. No, it was at 1 minute and 37 seconds is when we figured that out. Okay, thank you. Or, or maybe it was three, mi- three minutes in, then we realized. <laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> okay, thank you. I don't like that, Popovich. Okay, thank you. He's angry all the time. Oh, he's a little, uh, he's a little arrogant. There's no doubt about it. But he, he'll, be, he'll buy an expensive bottle of wine if you don't watch it. He's very, very, you know, big big wine guy so uh, there's famous stories about him you know going out to dinner with selected coaches and people from the staff and everything and spending ten thousand dollars on dinner because he doesn't have anything else to do with his money apparently that's amazing i'm just sitting here quietly thinking about what would Patrick's non-fungible fungible (laughs) token be i know and i think it's got to be when he was sitting in the ballpark in Florida Thank you. with his shirt off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's 
that would be the night. And then the guy who did the drawing on it and gave me a cigarette and a, kind of a halter. A halter. Have you seen that? One? Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. was a bra. Man's ear. That would be good. Or not to be outdone, Kenny, it could be the one when uh, Joe was being critical of uh, the Cavaliers basketball player for taking his shirt off during the uh, during the parade. Oh yeah, and then Rookie and Roycey decided to go shirtless in the radio studio. <laughs> yes, that's yes, right. But I made the mistake of bending over with my shirt off. And, <laughs> Did a boob fall out? Man, boob. You know, you had a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> yes, they were. Like they Janet not, Jackson. Yeah. They were not looking good. Put those things away, <laughs> old man. Yeah, right. That was, that was terrible. Yes. It's uh it would be uh that would be you know you know how that came about, don't you? I I was sitting out in the outfield and Chip was out there. He was down for a few days of spring training and I said and I did have a I didn't have the top on. I was sitting getting some sun, but there's eight people out there and I said Chip, take a picture. We'll blow up Twitter with this one. <laughs> we did. We did. So this was not somebody sneaking up on me. This was planned. Back when Twitter was fun. Before yeah, yeah. Elon owned it before Elon it, owned it. It reminded me of the photo of uh, Harry in the outfield at uh, Wrigley. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Harry was. Uh, Harry did that several times at, at Wrigley. Yeah, Harry, Harry. Yeah, Harry did have it. He, he had a bit of a man boob problem, too, I would say. Didn't he? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a problem, is it? It's something to be celebrated. <laughs> it's an achievement. <laughs> yeah. The Wild a, hosts hey. the uh, Blackhawk tonight, but it ain't on TV unless you fill out the forms and sign oh, in and all oh, that BS. I hate that. The Blackhawks yeah. are terrible, Joe, and they're coming. The Blackhawks on a back-to-back. Our boys are going to keep on rolling tonight, I would think. I would think so. They're last. They, I think they've won as the fewest games in the league. How about the fact yes. that their fans gave uh, Ovi a standing ovation when he scored the 800th yeah. goal? That was pretty cool. And Ovi, I, God bless him, he took the old-fashioned picture in the clubhouse in the locker room, holding up the puck. Yeah, that was cool. Remember when oh, the Bobby? Really? Remember when a toothless Bobby Hall would hold up the puck, oh, or yeah. Maurice Richard, yeah. or whatever. Well, the, pose pictures, the pose pictures from the locker room with the number of the accomplishments yes. were, were a staple of 1950s uh, and 60s uh, sports. Oh, games. I loved it. I loved it. My now, favorite was when Carmen Basilio used to get the crap kicked out of him after a fight. Boxing was huge, and Carmen had had enough fights where if he got hit twice in the face, his eyes got all puffy and everything. And he had the good-looking showgirl wife. And every time, two days later, there'd be a picture of her kissing him on the cheek with this big. Uh, that was that was a staple of uh, newspaper sports sections. Even here, even if the fight wasn't here, it was nationally. That was a that was it, man. Are you going to the Vikings tomorrow to see him play the hated Colts? No, game one thousand. I got a uh, column on it that they posted on game one thousand. I talked to your man Fran on. Uh, on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe, from game one, I said, hello, Fran, and 25 minutes later, I said, goodbye, Fran. Tarkington. <laughs> it was, it was oh. quite a it was quite a stream of, uh, of verbosity and uh, oh, good much, much admiration. Fran had much admiration for Fran. Yes, he did. <laughs> where, where is my man Fran these days, Fran? Oh, he's in Atlanta. He's running a high-tech 
company and he's uh, got all of some of the most brilliant uh, tech people in the world working for him. He's got four or five tech companies. He's 82 years old, 82 years old, 10 months, and he's still making money running this uh, Tarkington Enterprises. What does he think of the 35 plus million dollar salaries for today's average starting quarterback? Did not uh, did not ask him about uh, that. I, I just was more interested, and in, uh, I was I was typing so fast trying to keep up with what he was saying. I didn't really have time to think of a question. So now Fran just, was uh, the uh, team's first quarterback, right? Well, he did not start the game. Uh, they started Wiley veteran George Shaw. That's right. He did not move them in the first quarter. They put Fran in, and he beat the Bears thirty-seven to thirteen. And Fran declares it the biggest upset in the history of the NFL. I don't think so. Well, well, they that's were the castoffs, and the Bears were yeah, still true. the monsters yeah. in the midway. And uh, yes, it was it was a surprise. It was a surprise to Coach Hallis, who famously got on the bus, looked at his boys, and used the short c word to describe them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went to the airport. He said they were a bunch of those. Yeah, they're. If I they didn't rem- say they were those. They right. resembled them. Right. right. Yeah. No, um, he said they were. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he right. He lost. They were acting like one. Yeah. He lost the what? Super Bowl for us too, didn't he? Who? Francis. Fran. Fran. Uh, well, he was quarterback for at least played, one of them. He played in three of them. Three of them. He had yeah. the last three. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, Who he, had he the last one? Play. Kramer. No, 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 no. The first one was Joe Cap. The last three were. Oh, Arkansas. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Joe was. Joe was. Uh, Joe was the time we were absolutely one hundred percent certain we were going to win. Yeah. I I follow Tommy Kramer. I think it's on Twitter. And yesterday he tweeted out that uh, Keith Millard was coming to town, and they were going to be at some bar in Andover. Uh, they are celebrating. Is today the sixteenth? Yes. Seventh. I hope they're closing today, the roads. Today is the 16th. Yes, right. They're celebrating the uh, Ahmad Pass. Ah. Trying to have a fun. What do they? What do they call it? The, the miracle. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the Minneapolis miracle. I don't know what we could eat. Whatever that. They, their name for it. They're trying. They were trying to get people fired up for this and uh, help Tommy out and pay for a few autographs and stuff and. Uh, uh, he's got a buddy named Tom Brown, who's also a boxing promoter, and he's got is very loyal to Tommy, and uh, he's trying to help him out here because I don't think I don't think Tommy's in uh, very good condition financially. So. All right, mm-hmm. uh, the miracle uh, Ahmad Mashad's miracle catch it was against the Browns, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, if they were really, if Millard's in town, they should have went down to the old Hardy's location in Mankato and celebrated in style. Yeah, I mean, the come Hardys on. Is long, the Hardys is replaced by a strip mall, right? Yep. Yep. It was called the yeah. Miracle of the Met Catch. Was it? I don't know. I suppose somebody called it that. I was. I was there. I was a little surprised. I was too. <laughs> yeah. But I think what to do it? Put them in the playoffs, right? They yeah. didn't yes. do anything. But put them in the playoffs. So. Pat, we'll talk so to you Monday. All right. Very good. Thank you. No, you, oh. I need I need to hear from you about our friends at Eckberg Lammers. Sir. Well, they are one of the best known law firms in the metro and western Wisconsin. 
They've been serving the legal needs of individuals, businesses, and municipalities for more than 70 years. And they're going to help you with your personal estate and succession planning. So for your personal life, you got to have an estate plan and take care of it. They'll help you with that. For your business, you need a succession plan. But they'll help you with business law and commercial real estate and property transfers within a family. Listen, as much as you need one individually, small business owners should plan for the transition of their ownership interest because you're talking taxes now. You're trying to keep the courts out. You're trying to keep everything smooth as possible for the people you leave behind or the people you grant the business to. Eckberg Lammers Law Team can assist you with all transactional needs. You got that? I got that. All transactional They'll needs. They'll help with everything. Business yes. formation, mergers, acquisitions, succession planning, labor and employment, franchises, commercial real estate, and litigation. Don't go into that stuff by yourself. Get some get some professional help. And you, too, with your personal estate. So you uh, leave your family with a really smooth operation where you're not around to tell them everything's on that shelf below the third uh, deal there. Uh, talk to Eckberg. You got her. <laughs> well, you can call them. Right. Sure. At 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Six five one three zero zero three two five two. That's the number for call, rise, and shine. And get that crap can garage door finally replaced. Come on, it's almost the new year. Now's the time. Seven days a week, they're going to come out and take care of you. 651-300-3252. Give Josh and the crew a call and get that garage door fixed, replaced, whatever the case might be. Now's the time. They are the best. A perfect five-star rating on both Google and Yelp, and that's because they emphasize customer service to each and every single customer out there. You also get a 5% discount for seniors, military, and AAA members, and their technicians are fantastic. IDEA certified master techs are the only people that they hire to come out and fix that garage door for you. If you're not in the metro, not a problem. They're expanding. Rochester, St. Cloud, Mankato, Northfield, they're even going to cover parts of West. Western Wisconsin. And if you haven't come out and do that 29-point inspection, don't forget to ask about the Rooster Club membership. It includes a tune-up on an annual basis, and it's going to waive the trip charge. So get that garage door fixed or replaced right now, and please tell the folks at callriseandshine.com that the Garage Logic podcast sent you their way. Getting a lot of seafoam works letters, emails this week. I really like this one. Dear Kenny, over the summer, my wife, two boys, and myself loaded up both vehicles and made a move from eastern Wisconsin to Homer, Alaska. Whoa. Hey, hey, now! Throughout the trip, we ensured both vehicles were getting a good gulp or two of seafoam. Meanwhile, in the trailer, my 2008 Suzuki DRZ400. Just a side note here, I owned a 2008 Suzuki DRZ400, and it was that bike that I was loading up when I fell out of the back of my truck and crushed my wrist. Let's wrist. get you back on track that, here. That's why I have a steel on my wrist. Anyway, where was I? Oh, and also loaded up a 2000s 
Troy built snowblower that made the trip fully winterized using sea foam. Yesterday, we got a heavy, wet snowfall by 4 p.m., 5 inches. Shamefully, I admit, I had not gotten the snowblower fired up. Right here, I'm thinking, yeah, you treated it with sea foam. No You're big right. deal. Yeah. Uh, so as the snow continued to fall, I gave the fuel tank a gulp for good measure. A few pumps of the fuel primer, a few pulls on the cord, and she fired right up. Of course she did. That's what sea foam does for us. You don't have to drain the gas. I will be sure to continue to use sea foam for every cylinder I own and will own. As you say, it's available everywhere, even in the grocery stores in Alaska. I've attached a photo of our view. By the way, I didn't get the photo, uh, so I really want to see that. Uh, uh, the photo of our view is uh, they woke up and got the snowblower ready, very respectfully. Cameron, and he goes on to describe a snowmobile he left behind, um, an enticer, just like the one I owned when I was a kid. Pretty cool, cool guy. So you know he's going to get his uh, email read on the show. Seafoam, <laughs> I, I mean, all I have to add there is a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam, he did it all for me. Look at this. 3,680 miles, two days and 15 hours to yeah. get to Homer, Alaska. From I, I put in Madison. I didn't know what part of Wisconsin. I would, I would stretch that out. I'd make it last a week. At least, yeah. yeah. You know, I've admitted my... Uh, Confusion as to whether I should continue plowing through Cormac McCarthy's newest novel called The Passenger. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I've compounded the problem. I, I read the review of it last night in the current issue of The New Yorker, and I didn't get the review. I couldn't understand the review. <laughs> which that's a bad sign yeah especially it, with, with the new yorker suit if you're reading a review of the book in the new yorker and you don't understand the review how in the hell are you going to understand the book i thought you canceled your subscription to the new yorker not yet oh you were going to ah uh, there's a kid i used to have who wants it so i just give it to her all the time okay so anyway uh <laughs> i don't know what to do only. Wait, so wait, well, it, it was that confusing? Is that The well, reviewer the, was very precious and oh. writing at such an academic level that I I, I struggled to but understand the review. That not that required to write for the New Yorker? Yeah. You have to be a snob? Yeah, kind of. And so, <laughs> never do what you just did. Never admit you didn't understand something in the New Yorker. Yeah, that would, makes you a, a, an yeah. S-heel like me. Well, That's I was going right. to say, isn't that the equivalent of Rookie and I, if we were to look at it, go, bleep that word. Yeah, bleep don't, that, no, word. that one will never be bleep coming out of that my mouth. Cormac McCarthy's got a lot of bleep that words. Oh, really? You would not. Yeah, I had to have a dictionary. Um, <laughs> and aren't they known for their extremely highbrow uh, comics that, that aren't funny? That the, the readers, cartoons, not comics. Yeah, the oh, cartoons yeah. they think yeah. are so funny. I don't know why I'm thinking of this now. I meant to bring it up earlier. Did you see the video... Of, okay, the Washington Post, we all agree, has become very precious. Mm -hmm. They lost somewhere in the neighborhood of 500,000 subscribers. Hmm. And there was massive layoffs, and someone captured all this on video. Oh, this was the, the CEO. You, the, so you uh, saw publisher. this too. Yeah. And people went nuts. And it said, turning out, or the, basically the caption was, turns out going woke does, in fact, make you broke. Yeah, I, I dispute that figure. 500,000 subscribers. That, that's not possible. Okay, well, they don't have that many okay. subscribers. Well, let me let me look it up. I'll, I'll make sure I got the right information. That here. doesn't that doesn't ring true. Washington Post. I, I can hear John Height chastising him right now. Probably, yeah. Five hundred thousand. Uh, I mean, what would that leave them? Okay, right here, uh, the Washington and Post. And you're reading what? 
This is a tweet from a tweet. Ju- oh, no. See, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Uh, this is a journalist by the name. I, I don't know who this person is, but apparently he works for Newsmax. A gentleman by the name of Benny Johnson. Uh, and he also works for apparently Turning Point. Benny Johnson tweeted this on the on December 14th. Washington Post CEO just announced massive layoffs as the publication hemorrhages subscribers. 500,000 lost this year alone. Uh, listen I don't to- believe it. I, I'd have to have that verified by somebody who's not on Twitter. What's Newsmax's agenda? I don't know. 500,000? What, what would that leave them for subscribers? Just Google... Uh, how many subscriptions does the Washington oh, Post have? Geez. I'm not leaving the show now. You're, we're it. getting to the bottom no. of this. <laughs> what time's your flight? <laughs> it's okay. We're good. We're good. I just that, that's not about... plausible, 500,000. Yeah. All right. The Washington Post has, okay, uh, this is according to the New York Times. The Post now has fewer than 3 million paying digital subscribers it had hailed internally near the end of 2020, according to several people at the organization. This is dated August 30th of 2022. So maybe they lost 500,000 digital subscriptions, still leaving them two and a half million. And well, obviously they had massive layoffs because for cost cutting measures. And just so we're clear, Newsmax is an American right wing to far right cable news and digital media company founded by Christopher Ruddy in 98. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, as long as I've got this page open, Rook. How many subscriptions does the Pioneer Press have? Ooh, 17. Look it up. Should I? Yeah. Look, I was yeah. just trying to make a joke. Look it up. Uh, 12. Uh, Do those guys still own it? The uh... That scumbag hedge fund guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... I don't want to make you sad as before the week. That's all how right. Many, how many millions? No, what have we got? 20, I can't 30? even find it, but all I can see is all the discounts they're offering for online digital subscriptions. They'll pay me. Right? <laughs> now hiring? <laughs> Apply in the office. Joe, it's because we love. Only because they come to us. All the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans. At WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day. Today is yep. December 16th. In 1814, Horace W.S. Cleveland was born in Lancaster, Mass. A visionary landscape artist, he designed many parks and boulevards in the Twin Cities, including Como Park, St. Anthony Park, Minnehaha Park, Summit Avenue, and the drives along the Mississippi River. <laughs> well, we owe a debt of gratitude to Mr. Horace W.S. Cleveland. I'll be dipped. I'll be dipped. On this day in 1884, December 16th, machinist William H. Fruin of Minneapolis was issued the first U.S. patent for an automatic liquid dispensing vending machine, which discharged a uniform amount of liquid from a reservoir when a coin was placed in a slot. An enthusiastic fisherman, Fruin had settled earlier in the year at the western edge of the city and began excavating near his home for the construction of a fish pond in which to keep his catch of fresh fish for eating. Wow. The discovery of a pure spring in a glen led Fruin to sell jugs and then coolers of fresh water, which became what? Glenwood. Englewood, whatever it's called, on Glenwood Avenue. 
Glenwood Springs, now Glenwood Inglewood Water Company. You are correct. Wow. And on this day in 1889. (laughs) Uh, December 16th. The Minneapolis Public Library opened with Herbert Putnam as librarian. If that isn't the greatest name for a librarian, I don't know what is. Herbert Putnam. Was she binary or? That's uh, a guy. Oh. Under an agreement with the Minneapolis Athenaeum, the public library board provided a building and staff to lend the Athenaeum's books, thereby making them available to the city, I'm sorry, to the citizens of Minneapolis. So in 1889, we had a library and we had bottled water and we, we had, had, had streets on and parks. And do you have one of those little library box things at the end of your driveway no, where you not. can take a book and no, leave I a book? And I, can... But I invariably, on my walk, look at the titles in those little... Libraries. I'm just thinking yours is full of like waterline and no. there was once a ballpark. You FYI in it? Yep. Okay. Mr. FYI is weighed in, Hi, but John. Kenny left the conversation a couple of weeks ago, so he can't see this text. Uh, Johnny says, hi, Wall Street Journal says that they've lost 500,000 since January of 2021. So about two years. Wow. Thanks for listening to the show today, John. Wow. Wow. Johnny. The newsman was all over that. Well, he was probably cussing at me along the yeah. way. Oh, I need to point out one thing. Uh, thank you to everyone that participated in the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. Some great deals were had, but events like that are cool because it ties together, obviously, the show, the listeners, and a lot of our clients. And it was neat. It was a big success. So thank you to everyone that participated thank uh, you. in that. Grazie. And also, Sarah sent us a very cool video, and she basically sent it to me because she knew that I was going to be the only one that would like it. Rooks, I'll show you the video when we're done. There's a guy that did took holiday decorations at his house to an entirely new level to the Top Gun Maverick theme. Oh, my it's God. It's so That's cool. A, that has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> oh, and when you see it, you say, Murica. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Murica. So thank you, Sarah. That's really cool. I, is, she I put dressed, it on the, uh, is she dressed provocative, provocatively in the video? It's a big no. word, Kenny. No, it's a, it's a picture of a guy's house with his Christmas Provocatively. Um, and I'll put that on the Garage Logic show page for today. Rook, take well, it away. Well, you do that with the show page, and then if you want to poke around Pod MN for some uh, Minnesota-based, not all Minnesota-based, I think it's pretty much an inventory of podcasts that may or may not interest you. It's PodMN.com. Swing over to YouTube, sign up, subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. A lot of subscriptions because we want to find out who is actually listening to Garage Logic and who likes the extras. The extras are found on YouTube when you subscribe, and the Garage Logic Town Council. What a great Christmas gift. we got to figure out how people can give that as a Christmas gift. I had one person email me. We can. We can do that? Have that person email me, and I'll get them in touch. Just go to Share the Love of Garage Logic on the Garage Logic website. Called Share the Love? Yeah, I think so. Sha-la-la.